Hey, I, I just got to tell you, um, there, there are so many things, uh, good things that are happening in the church these days, and it, it's, it's just so great to be a part of this church. I want to say I'm thankful to be a part of a church that is so active, and every day, I don't know if you know this, if you just come on Sundays, you may not know this, but every day there's something going on in the church, and, and our church believes in reaching out and sharing Christ with others. We believe in knowing each other. So you told each other you look good. Now turn each other to each other and say, get involved. involved. All right, let me tell you just a few of the things. Let me tell you a few of the things that happened this week, just so you get a picture of it. Um, Ash Wednesday service was Wednesday night. We had a great time of worship here on Wednesday night, which kicked off our Lent season and we're jumping into a new series today. So you'll notice over the next seven weeks, we have prayer stations. Ash Wednesday, we did some worship, and then we had time for prayer stations. So what we're going to do through this series, the I Am series, we're focusing on the I Am sayings of Jesus. There's seven of them leading up through Lent to Easter. And each week, we're going to have these prayer stations out here. So there's two, one on each side and one in the back. I feel like a flight attendant. There's, you know, the exits on the side and there's one in the back. But, but after the message, uh, we just each week want you to respond to God's word and spend some time. So we're going to just have you freely do the prayer stations if, if you want to. Um, so just after the message, every week through this series, you're going to see these things, and that'll be a way for us to respond. So Ash Wednesday service was Wednesday night. Elevate is our youth. It, it, the Southwest Ohio District has a, kind of a youth talent competition. You might have heard a little bit before service uh, that Amy was sharing with us. And thank you to Pastor Grace and all of our youth leaders, uh, Pastor Teresa and everyone that, that made that happen. And thank you, teens, for being so awesome. You guys are awesome, right? And then yesterday was the last regular season day of Upward Basketball that's run for the last eight weeks, and that's been just amazing. Dennis, thank you for your leadership. Thank you to everyone that shows up and serves. And last, last night we had our cornhole tournament to kind of, you know, kick off our uh, spring season of sports ministry, and, and it was a great time. Thank you to everyone that showed up and played cornhole, and I just want to invite you, like if you're into sports, we would love for you to join us and play sports with us. We do softball and volleyball, all sorts of things. So if you're interested in that, just look on the events page, be, be looking for that stuff. But there's so many good things happening, and then one of the great things that happens in this church once a month is we have our kids in here. Kids, raise your hands. It's great to have you with us today. And thank you to everyone that joined us, is joining us online, whether you're traveling or whether you're just, you know, this is how you worship with us. We're, we're so thrilled to have you. But today, like I said, we're starting the I Am series. And so we focused over the last eight weeks on the Beatitudes, and, and our series was the Beatitudes because it was all about who we were supposed to be, who we are supposed to be, who we were created to be as followers of Christ. So now we're moving into Lent season, and our series here is the I Am series. So we focused on who we are called to be. Now we're going to focus on who Jesus says he is. There's seven I Am statements in John's gospel that we're going to look at each week. And this week we're going to look at I Am the Bread of Life. And so today I want to set the stage for this, and then we'll stand and read God's word together. But we're looking at John chapter 6 today. We're looking at a little piece of, of the story. And, and let me just set the context for you. 
Jesus' ministry has gotten kicked off. He's leading people. He's doing great things. And in the beginning of John chapter 6, like Jesus started to do miracles and awesome things are happening. And so the beginning of John chapter 6, we see a story that's pretty famous in the church. It's the feeding of the 5,000, where there's all these people gathered around. And, and there's not food for all of them, but Jesus takes five loaves and two fish and multiplies them and miraculously feeds 5,000 plus people. And so awesome things are happening. There's been healings. There's been miracles. And, and it says there that all these people are starting to follow Jesus. And, and that's a great thing, right? If people follow Jesus. But it says that Jesus knew that they were following him and that they wanted to force him to be their king. They, see, they wanted to install him as the king so that they could have power here on earth. And that was not Jesus' plan. So it says that after that miracle, he, he sensed that everybody was following him and was going to try to force him to be king. And so it says that he withdrew because that wasn't the plan. Then we have another story where he walks on water and to, to the disciples, and, and the, then the people go looking after him, and they find him. So John chapter 6, verse 25 to 35 is where we're at today. If you'll stand with me, we're going to read God's word. And listen, the most important thing you're going to hear today is this. My prayer is that God speaks to you. I, we stand for God's word because we believe God's word is living and active. We believe that God wants to speak through his word. And, and here's the cool thing about scripture is you can read the same passage a hundred times and the hundred and first time God can show you something or speak to you. It's, it's living. So, so let's look at God's word together. John chapter six, the people have found him in verse 25. It says, when they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, in other words, not because you realize that I'm the Messiah, that not because of who I am necessarily, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill, because you received something. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval." Then they ask, hey, what must we do to do the works God requires? And Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they ask him, what sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from, from heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them in verse 32, very truly I tell you, it, is, it was not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You can have a seat. So, so we see something really cool happening in, in chapter 6 here in, in verse 25. Jesus, as I said earlier, Jesus has done some, some awesome things, some miracles, and, and people are starting to catch on, and they're starting to follow him. And, and what we see in chapter 6 is something that we want to see in the church and in our world. People are being drawn to Jesus. That's a good thing, right? 
You guys might be aware, we've talked about it a few times over the last few weeks, that there's, a, there's been a revival happening down in, in Kentucky at Asbury, and, and it's people have been drawn there. Like they've come down and kind of flooded the city, and, and that's kind of what's happening here is Jesus has done a few miracles, some, some really awesome things, and so people are just flocking to him. And then this story is, is kind, of a, it's kind of a strange interaction they have with Jesus, it says in there that these people say, hey, always give us this bread. We want the bread that you have. And so what we're seeing here is kind of what we might call a revival. It's, Jesus has done cool things and people are being drawn. And that's a great thing, right? Can we all agree that that's a great thing? If people want to come to Jesus, right? But then we have this kind of strange interaction. Jesus says, uh, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. See, this seems weird to me because people are flocking to him, and, and at, at first thought, it's like, hey, Jesus, this is why you came, to draw people to you, and it's working. And Jesus says, hey, you've come to me, this is great, but, but he points out the reason that they're coming to him. See, they've had this amazing experience, this miracle. And when we have that, we, we want more of it, right? They say, give me more, give me more. So I want to give you a visual today. I want you to remember this visual. The people are coming to Jesus with their hands out. See, they've received something. And now they're coming back saying, hey, can I have more? There's something that happens in our household. We've got four boys. And so a bag of chips in our household lasts like 30 minutes, especially since half of it's air anyway, right? But, but what'll happen is I'll get a bag of chips, and I'm not talking about like the nasty stuff like sour cream and onion chips, like I'm not talking about that stuff, I'm talking about the good stuff like Cool Ranch Doritos, <clears throat> or I, there's a bag, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a bag on the counter that I'm really excited about, it's honey barbecue, it's going to be delicious. But let me tell you what's going to happen. <clears throat> I'm going to open that bag of chips, all excited to eat it. And all of a sudden, I'm going to have three or four boys. And they, they just want to reach in and grab handfuls and shove them in their mouth and make a mess. So we say, hey, get a bowl. And so they get a bowl and they, they come to us. Here, can I have some? And I give them some and the craziest thing happens. I fill that bowl up and they walk away and like within 30 seconds... Somehow this miracle has happened and the bowl is empty again and they say, can I have some more? And, and it's, no, you can't have more. These are my chips. But, but this is what's happening with the people. This is what's happening. They've experienced something. They've received something. And now they're coming back with their hands out for more. <clears throat> Jesus says, you're coming to me not because you realize I'm the Messiah, not because I'm your savior, but because you have received. I think we do this in the church sometimes. And, and listen, there's nothing wrong with coming to Jesus to receive something. But what Jesus is trying to do here is point them to something so much bigger than just getting their bowl filled. We do this in the church. Sometimes we have an amazing worship experience. And, and, and we just think, oh, we think, hey, I just want to have that experience again. And we, we come back and we say, hey, Jesus, would you just, would you give me that again? 
Maybe, hey, teens, you'll get this, uh, kids. Maybe you procrastinate on your homework or, or a test or something, and you get to like a couple days before. Maybe you do this at work, uh, adults, and you've procrastinated, and you, you come to this place of like, Jesus, hey, could you help me again? We're pretty good at this. We, we, sometimes our faith becomes this exercise of, hey, Jesus, can I have some more of what you give? Hey, I, I'm in a bind again. Could you help me out? Or, hey, I, I loved that worship experience. Could you just give me another one of those? We have a song that we sing sometimes. It's, it's a good song. It's called Do It Again. The words say, I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. It's this idea of, hey, I've gotten something, please do it again. Here's here's where the focus is. We often, people often focus on the product of Christ's divine action. We focus on what Jesus can do for us. And Jesus is saying, hey, you're coming to me with your hands out. You're coming to me for more, but you're missing something so big. This is easy to do for us. Now, I want to be really clear. There's nothing wrong with the song, Do It Again. It's a great song. There is nothing wrong with us wanting revival. There's nothing wrong with us wanting, in our struggle, in our pain, to cry out and say, hey, can you help me? Can you fill me? There's nothing wrong with that. But what Jesus is saying is, there's so much more for you. See, when we focus on the, the product of who, what he does for us, then we come to him with our bowl and, and just like my kids, you, he can fill it for us and we walk away and we consume it and then what happens? The bowl's empty again and we have to come back. He says there's so much more. See, instead of focusing on the product, Jesus wants us to focus on the divine actor. See, Jesus, the, the product is not the blessing. We think the product is the blessing. The product is not the blessing. Jesus is the blessing. I want you guys to get this. This is important. Don't don't have a faith. Don't have a walk with Christ that is just constantly walking away and coming back. Hey, can you fill up my bowl? Jesus says, I don't want to fill up your bowl. I want you to know me. I want to be your savior I want to walk with you every single day. Jesus is the real gift. Don't settle for this. Jesus says, come, know me, walk with me. See, see we, we get this wrong in the church sometimes. And I, I, honestly, I hear it a lot these days. We sometimes talk about Jesus as if he came just to give us a a better life, to, to make, you know, help you get along with people better and, and get you the things that you want. That's not what this is about. Jesus did not come to improve your life. Jesus came to be your life, to be your savior. He says, I am. You're coming for bread. He says, I am the bread. I am the bread of life. Don't focus on the product Focus on me. I was, went to visit one of our people in the hospital this last week, and they were going through a tough time. And, and they said, man, in the hospital here, uh, there's nothing to do. There's nothing on TV in the daytime, and so I've just been laying here, and the coolest thing has happened. 
I've just spent time with Jesus, and he's so good. Listen to me. Don't have a faith that's coming and going. Don't have a faith that's just looking for a little bit more blessing, a little bit more help, a little bit. Have a faith where you know him, where he is your Lord and your Savior. Jesus doesn't want to just fill up your bowl once. Jesus wants to walk with you every day to provide for you, to encourage you, to lead you, to guide you. Did you know this? That Tuesday at 8 a.m., there's nothing special about that time. Trust me, I don't like that time. Tuesday at 8 a.m., Jesus is with you. Did you know Thursday at 1.30 in the morning, that's more my speed, (laughs) Jesus is with you. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's not just a coming to worship together. Hey, come fill my bowl. Jesus wants you to know him and walk with him every single minute of every single day. He wants to be your life. So Jesus goes on in verse 27. He says, do not work for the food that spoils. You know, the food that spoils He says, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they ask him. So this is our response usually. Jesus says, listen, you're coming with your bowl. You're wanting to be filled in your bowl. But I want to give you something so much bigger. I want to be your Lord. I want to be your Savior. And the people say, okay, well, how do we earn that? Listen to this, verse 28. Then they ask him. Well, what must we do to do the work that God requires? And Jesus answered them, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. See, the people, he he offers them this bread and they say, sign me up. But see, in our, this is another mistake that we make. We think, okay, God's offering me something. What do I have to do to get it? And a lot of times we'll make a list. Well, I got to go to church I got to stop saying bad words. I got to treat people better. I should probably watch better movies. I should, and we go through this whole list and, and we start to, this is what the people are doing. They're saying, okay, great. I, I would like that. I would like that bread, but what do I have to do to get it? Give me the list. And I love Jesus' answer. He says, the work is this, believe. Listen, your faith is, there's, those, all the things I listed are good things for you. You probably should watch the, like, be careful what you watch. You probably should come to church. These are, probably is the wrong word. You should. You should. All of those things. But don't make faith about a list of things you have to do to become worthy. Jesus says that's not necessary. What's necessary is that you believe. Now, the word believe there, it's more than just a cognitive thing like hey I choose I believe that you're real you know I I believe that I'm standing up here in front of you it's more than that this word believe means to put your trust in him to put your faith in him to know him and to follow him so it's not hey I gotta clean myself up so that I'm good enough it's hey Jesus I accept you as my savior and and I, I just want you to live inside of me and to lead me and to guide me. What, is, what does this look like? Well, number one, it looks like seeking his will. 
Instead of, hey, I get up in the morning, what do I want to do today? What do I want to do with my life? How can I spend my time? It's saying, Jesus, what do you want today? It's seeking his will. It's finding your identity in him. It's living for his purposes. The second thing, it's trusting in his provision. See, a lot of times we come when, when we need things, but Jesus is saying, no, walk with me every day and just trust that I'm going to have your back, that I'm going to be with you, that I'm going to give you what you need. And, and the third thing is living in his presence. I know this is a challenge for us because there's so many things competing for our attention today. So many different things. Like I said, 8 a.m. on Tuesday, 1.30 a.m. on Thursday, anytime you pick, Jesus is with you. And he doesn't want to just be like a slot machine that you come to when you need something or, you know, a, a giver of chips and that fills your bowl. He, he wants you to know him and walk with him daily. Spend time. Spend time. And, and, the, and the blessing is this. We're going to get to it in a minute. But the blessing is this. When we believe in him, when we trust in him, when we put our faith in him, there's no going back. It's so good. He's so good to us and he provides and that little bowl of chips is nothing compared to all that he has to offer us. So the people say, hey, how can we earn it? And Jesus says, don't try to earn it, just believe. See, the more we try to earn our blessing from God, the less we focus on what really matters, which is Jesus, the real blessing. You know, today, the, the real blessing isn't the music you've heard. It's not the words you're hearing from me. The real blessing today is that you are here with a group of believers, and we want to worship the Almighty God. And here's the coolest part of it. He's here. He loves each and every one of you. He, he wants you to know. He wants you to walk with him every day. The blessing is Jesus. There's a story in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, as, the, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet. Get this picture. She sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was upset because she was so busy working. She had to make sure everything was perfect. She had to clean up. It had to be presentable, and this is what we do. But, but Mary's just sitting at Jesus' feet. And she came to him, and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all this work by myself? Tell her to help me. You, you pray that sometimes, right? Tell them to help me, Lord. I'm working hard here. Tell them to help me. She says, tell her to help me. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. What Jesus is saying there is, we get so caught up in the work and the preparing and all this stuff, and we miss the real blessing, which is being with Jesus. That's what's happening in this story. The people are coming back. Lord, give me more. Lord, I want some more of that blessing. Can you just give me a little bit more of that miracle? And they're, they're missing the fact that he wants to be their savior. He wants to walk with them for them to know him and him to know them. That's the blessing. And so, so Jesus is with you every day. Verse 35, then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Here's the, this is the promise, and this is good stuff. Listen, we, we get caught up in wanting our bowl filled, 
and we think that's the answer, listen to what Jesus says here. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus says, if you believe in me, if you trust me, if you put your life in my hands, if you make me your Lord and Savior, you will never, never hunger and thirst because he's always with us, always blessing us. We so often make it into a, don't let your faith be a, hey, Jesus, it's Sunday. Can I get another splash of that good stuff? No, I want you to know that he's with you tomorrow and the next day and every day. And he wants to be your savior and your Lord. He wants to lead you. He wants to guide you. He wants to show you his goodness all the time. God will supply all our needs through the bread of life. Not the product, not the miracles, not, those are good things, but through Jesus Christ, the bread of life, all we have to do is come to him. So the worship team is going to come up, and today we're going to respond to God's word. Uh, we're going to worship together, but I told you there are prayer stations, and today we're going to respond by taking communion together. We're going to do it in a little bit different way. Today, communion is at the prayer stations, and there's a, at each station, there's a, a basket of bread, and then there's a cup of juice, and, and here's the thing I want you to understand. See, they wanted to make Jesus king. They wanted to put him on the, th the earthly throne so that they could have more good things, that we can have power. And Jesus says, no, I'm coming to lay my life down so that you can have life to the fullest. And so in communion, as we take the bread, that's, that's Jesus' body that's broken for you. Jesus isn't turning them away because he doesn't love them. He's calling them to something deeper. When we take communion, that's a sacrament. That means grace flows. Today, as we take the bread, which is the body of Christ, broken for you, Jesus gave his body for you, and we dip it in the cup, which is the blood of Christ that was shed for you, don't come to Jesus today just saying, hey, can you fill the bowl again? Can you give me just another touch so that I can? No. Today, don't miss the bigger thing, that he is the bread of life. He's with us. And so we're going to sing a, two songs together. And during those songs, just when you're ready, you can go to the station and take communion. And I want to invite you to respond to God's word, not by making a list of things to do, not by doing any great action, just to be in his presence, to receive him. As you take the bread and dip it in the cup, know that he loves you. That he didn't go to an earthly throne. He went to a rugged cross so that we could have life. Today, don't miss his presence. Today, just say, Lord, I want you, Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I don't just want another handout, Lord. I want you. Let's pray together, Father. I pray that each and every one of us will not miss this today. That we won't live a back and forth faith, but that we will put all of our trust in you. That we'll believe fully in you. Lord, don't let us settle for the bread. 
of miracles or good moments, Lord. Give us the bread of life. Lord, if there's anyone in here that's never surrendered themselves to you, that that you aren't their Lord and Savior, I pray right now, Lord, that you would just help them to put their trust in you. Say, Lord, I'm sorry that I tried to do it on my own and I've been missing something, but Lord, I want you to be my Savior. Lord, if there's any of us that have been here for a long time and maybe we've just kind of gotten in the habit of wanting another bowl full, Lord, I pray that you would give us the bread of life today. We worship you. Bless these elements, Lord. May your grace flow to us and help us to experience you. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, when you're ready, you can go and you can take the elements. And then as we sing, you're welcome to stand and worship. You're welcome to kneel and pray. The altars are open. Whatever it looks like, be in the presence of the bread of life.